0: Well, that's good. Is Danielle sick again, or is she just trying to get Ella down? She's trying
1: to get Ella down, and Ella's wired. So mm. she said not to count on her, but hopefully she'll get her down.
0: Ella? Wired?
1: No. Oh my God. I'm sure that never happens. You should have sure. seen <laughs> see. All she was doing during January was blowing raspberries.
0: <laughs> mm. That's okay. I was told during breakfast today that I was going to be arrested and taken away. And I said, well, what did I do? And he said... You're going away for a really long time. And you can't come back until I say so. The police are coming to get you. I said, but what did I do? He just kept talking right over me. They're coming
2: to get you, and they're on their way. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I was bad. So, Bye. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota, it's the morning show that really isn't
1: Point of View Weekly.
3: Stressed that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro.
2: Where's no. Bob? Bob!
1: If you <laughs> call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm um, sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a fucking She's gonna up like right? have Isn't to she, whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I smell real nuts nice actually right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts.
3: Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track.
4: Oh, wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! Listen to the sound of Ryan Screaming like a little girl
1: This is Point of View Weekly
3: I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow And our breakfast We've got dead air on my way I can't cook I I was
1: not I was looking at cutting the cord And burning dinner You burnt dinner I did Wake
3: up and smell the donuts everybody Welcome to Potter Butte See I did it again Even though I I wrote it down! I wrote it down! Then why were you doing Bob just I'm there? so sorry, for a wrong woman!
4: Wake up and smell the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, oh, Bob.
4: Wow. Hey, everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was oatmeal. season two, A Bob?
3: Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up they and
1: smell the done. Oatmo. Oh,
3: smell the Oatmo. Think- Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody.
1: Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, boo You are just a constant presence, dear.
3: Aw, oh, not in the poltergeist kind of way.
1: No, not in the poltergeist <laughs> kind Live, of. we all watched Jen
4: finally die.
3: Y'all called me, and it was Jim, what are you I thought- doing? I have a splinter in my face, and I was looking for my
4: tweezers.
1: <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we- Oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I was expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, i time. Bob's getting very grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I'm drinking. Oh,
3: I wish that I was. Ooh, go. this would be a fun party. do want wow. get
4: vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I...
3: even a topping?
4: Ah, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a wrong I like, How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they start with N? Think yeah. good <laughs> letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes.
4: An article of clothing, something that you can wear on your body. Yes. Then I say condom.
1: I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted.
0: <laughs> Racist says nope. Sorry, Bob. Right. I
4: thought you'd have my back.
3: Doesn't even have the front. <laughs> <laughs> it's fracking cold dear. Right, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup, because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again?
0: Rachel can hear. April cannot.
1: April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh slowing no. down. He's slowing me. down have everyone watching it at the exact same time. <laughs> it's a ginormous file! This is awesome. It's <laughs> like Blu-ray quality! <clothing. laughs> it's like one tenth speed but his buns. This is exceptional.
4: You know, I'm turning 30 this year
1: and I'm not getting any older.
3: People had no interest in being my friend. Really? If mean, you can I see own. out of his one good eye, he might make it.
1: Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought
0: you were talking about the mech-mcgorgasm thing that Bob <laughs> right? said
1: one time. That kind of a gorgasm? That's <laughs> hilarious it's harder to say the mayor. that's looking funny it's the only thing i've not been able to figure out oh, yeah. we'll get work on that right after the gangbang c-o-m-e-j <laughs> oh is a poop
4: man oh I gave the
1: episode i want
4: to go live and with that let's start this week's episode of point of view weekly you mean this month's
0: <laughs> pretty much <laughs> welcome day, to I 2017 was totally, i was totally in in another mindset Welcome to this week's episode of Critical Role. No, wait, that's the wrong one. <laughs>
2: wrong,
4: wrong, I am not Matt Mercer. Nope. I'm trying, but no. None of us are Matt Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wake up and smell the coffee, Poovlanians. This is Point of View Monthly. The monthly podcast brought to you by the Potterfick Weekly family of podcasts that pretends to be weekly by calling ourselves Point of View Weekly, but no, in reality, we're quite monthly. I'm your host, Bob, and I am joined here at the table of awesome by my closest of friends, starting with the Biffle himself, Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm not buying that URL. I bought all the URLs. I pay for them. I'm not buying Potterfick. <laughs> What's that, Point of View <laughs> Monthly? Point of, view Point of view monthly. We have points of view so important we can only share them once a month like that's <laughs> apparently so. Yeah, we're not doing that. No. Um i tried, so. I tried to spell biffle the other day. What did it come out as Sue? It was it was some type of bird. It was or some something. weird buffalo. head yeah. Bufflehead. head. Yeah, it was I, a I saw kind that. of duck. <laughs> yeah. No to Apple. I don't cool. I don't say ducking and I don't say bufflehead, so you you don't need to do It that. always changes to ducking for me. How often do even <laughs> duck?
2: Not very often. Well Hi,
1: Duck. Don't you duck?
2: Yeah, it depends on whether people are throwing things at your head or not. We've got to put a filter on yeah. this, because this is an awesome conversation
1: if we change all the words around.
4: <laughs>
2: exactly.
4: Speaking of awesome conversations, we have everyone's favorite Canadian, Scott. Scott, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing pretty well. I kind of hit a wall a couple hours ago, but hopefully, I should be awake enough to go through this podcast. And with I'm glad an to sit down and chat with you like
1: guys. A tired no,
2: a, uh, a tiredness wall. Okay. Uh, ah. A brain wall, not a physical wall. I you know the feeling. You
1: no, know, I was just thinking do you think like Canada's least favorite person listens to this podcast every week and goes, Scott must be destroyed because he is the most popular? How Canadian. dare
4: you! Well, back, back in the day, like when Scott was like the only Canadian I knew, like I'm not it's not to say that the best Canadian I knew was Scott because he was the only Canadian I knew, but I know plenty of Canadians now, and yet Scott is still the favorite Canadian I know. My favorite Canadian's Canadian. Australians.
1: So we have a lot of Australians too. It's a weird kind of mm-hmm. global.
2: Mm-hmm. A, we have Speaking a weird
1: Commonwealth.
4: This. Speaking of things that are weird, it's our lovely producer Sue. <laughs> Sue. How
2: are you?
1: have <laughs> to give up sound check, segue.
2: <laughs> segue. Um,
0: well, school started again, so guess what? I'm sick as per mm. usual. I've oh, been there. Congrats, so, of course. I have my cough drop in my mouth hopefully i'll I won't go on too much of a coughing fit, and we'll be okay and I started my day with a dead bird, so
2: you know, mm, mm-hmm. interesting. Not yeah, the kind was, you cook for Thanksgiving, I take it.
0: No, it was just a cute little sparrow laying in the the little area before the door at work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. And the cook was already there. And I saw it as I walked up. I said, wow, that, that leaf looks like a bird. And then I got there and I went, oh, that is a bird. It was still dark.
1: Yeah, that wasn't a bird, sir. That was not it a was leaf. a bird. It was, it it was, was a bird.
0: So a I bird went soul. into the kitchen to get a... A plastic bag to put it in so that i could dispose of it and the cook's like what dead bird and i said the one you walked past to get in the building and then (laughs) when we she said show me she didn't believe me so i took her out to show her and somebody else was walking in and they didn't see it either so out of three of us arriving this morning i was the only one that saw the bird
1: she thought you're the type of person that comes in on the tuesday morning and makes up a dead bird Apparently, oh, she why was would, having Why a would someone do that? That's just, that's just no, weird. remember that guy I used to work with who walked into the men's room one day and said, Lennyard Nimoy died, and I got all upset. And as he was leaving, he said, No, I'm just kidding, he's still alive. Like, people do that, like, I don't know. <laughs> wow, he was weird. I'm he gonna was, make up, and he was a touch racist too, but that doesn't have anything to do with that. a touch racist. <laughs> he was a touch, know who also is a touch racist, a, 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 a little bit racist, I found out, Keza, but then a funny, amusing way. A touch oh, okay. racist? I said that. No no she I doesn't touch ra- She doesn't touch racists. She's a touch racist. But she not doesn't like to racist? be touched. No, no. Nothing about touching. She's, a, she's Touched, so a little bit. She's a little racist She's
0: a little bit racist. Got well, here's it. why okay. I feel... Yeah.
1: I actually said that because now you have to let me monologue because I just can't leave that out there. I have to explain.
4: Today, ladies and gentlemen, we found out that Kez is a racist.
1: Well, this is why. Now, one of the things we're going to talk about yeah. tonight is Star Trek Discovery. And Which is also... Of, no. Yeah, one of the <laughs> things that, you know... We're going to talk all about that. One of the things Star Trek Discovery okay. decided would be a good idea was to put Klingons on TV, make them orcs, <laughs> make yeah. them only talk in their native language. You need the effing subtitles, which you can barely see. And apparently the people who pay for the five ninety nine. dollars all-access plan on their cell phones. Every time they try and back it up to miss the subtitle they miss. they have to watch all five commercials all over again. Like, it's a great system they have. So it's driving me and other people nuts. I was talking about it with Keza, I think it was this morning. So it was nighttime for her. And and Keza's like, you know what? I just can't stand the Klingons. Why can't they all just speak English? I'm like, Keza, you can't be saying that. (laughs) it's not encouraged and it's going to get you into trouble so are
4: you are you up to date by the way i am up to date but then you know that there is english-speaking klingons there is
1: one english speaking klingon and she was wearing an outfit that looked like like an old christmas tree ornament i used to have (laughs) but here's the thing i've heard a fan theory about mm-hmm. Star
4: Trek Discovery. Which... Wait, so are we are we are we getting into our Star Trek Discovery? I don't know. Should
1: we? I think we should.
4: So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, before we go formally into the topic, before I before I let Ryan loose, guys, we are <laughs> going to be talking full spoilers for the CBS All Access series Star Trek Discovery. If you don't want to be spoiled, uh, we may have some timestamps for you on the website, uh, but. Or well, uh, We
1: may not have time for that.
4: Or, or we may not have time for that. So, uh, and, and all up right. to
1: episode four uh, has been released. So, the two, the, uh, no, actually, is it episode it, five? Is it episode four? Well, no, it's, it's the two hour, um, the two hour prologue. Uh, That's episodes
4: one and two. And
1: then, uh, we're then episode, the, we're, so episode five, or if you count the first one, is the two hour is one, it's four. Um, Yeah. yeah.
4: Now, just to clarify, are you guys, uh, Sue and
2: Scott, up to date? I have no, not watched any of it. Things. I have no access to it, so. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Would, would you be very sad to be spoiled? Just spoil I think I'll somewhere. be okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Now, here's my question. We were talking about spoiler space because I remember I spoiled the episode, like the last episode of Nash recently. Is mm-hmm. it okay if we talk about who River Song really is? Has it been enough time for that, or do I need to give spoiler space?
4: Mm, okay. Well, just a total thought. Uh, Spoilers for Doctor Who.
1: <laughs> if you, yeah, season six. <laughs> Two seasons ago, yeah.
2: Season,
4: well, it was whatever it was. Five ago. seasons ago. All right. Now, oh, goodness. I mean, everyone, even I know who she is, so you really shouldn't be upset you get spoiled. If Lady She hasn't called you yet and told you who she
1: is. Now, here's the thing. So do we remember the episode where the Doctor meets uh, Amy Pond's daughter for the first time, and she's introduces Melody Pond? It's just a throwaway line. That's her name. And they joke about whether she's Melody Williams or Melody Pond. And then they go into a battle a few minutes later. And about 15 minutes after we hear the name Melody Pond, we find out that Melody Pond is actually River Song. It's just the the name was, was changed. And she's the same person. Now, unless you were really smart or just clever or someone was sitting in the room with you and suggested it, you weren't going to get spoiled over those 20 minutes, right? Unless you thought of it. Cause it's not like you're going to go, you're probably not going to go on Twitter. You're not probably not going to, unless you wanted to, but you, if you didn't want to be spoiled, you'd probably be fine for those 20 minutes. It's, it's, I think clever and, and strong writing to put a really obvious clue into an episode and see who can guess it by the end. Mm-hmm. Versus if that reveal had been in the next episode, It would have been all over the message boards and Facebook and Twitter because people would have been talking about it. You couldn't get through that next week without being spoiled because someone would have thought of it because it was so clear. Now, CBS has not put all of these episodes up at once. They're doing one a week, so it's being stretched out, and there's reasons to do that. But with shows that are put up all at once, I tell people, don't spoil me. I don't read anything. I don't go on Twitter. I stay away from people. I just – I try and get through those shows Without being spoiled, I want to see if I can figure it out or I don't want it to be ruined for me. You really can't do that if you're doing a show like the way they're doing Discovery. Now, a uh, uh, fan theory leaked in the last week about episode four. And once I heard it, I'm like, clearly that's what is going to happen. And I can't help but think that's how I would have felt if after I watched that episode, someone said, you realize Melody Pond is River Song, right? Think about it so i don't know how to feel now i feel like kind of aggravated at the writers for making it something so obvious now bob do you have any idea what i'm talking about no (laughs) (laughs) that's okay bob
2: it's a large club well
1: now i I tell bob well
4: i mean well we uh I don't care. I mean, is, is, I mean, is it like is it just like an inside reference to something?
1: No, it's it's a it's a plot point which you could kind of guess is what they might be doing. But if you knew a bit of behind the scenes trivia, which is really 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 easy to figure out, it's obvious that's what they're doing. And I feel like that's what you only do if you have to keep the secret for twenty minutes and not weeks. And that's why I'm mad. Hmm. They, um, they they made something too easy to figure out. It's well, also as possible that only that like
2: was a the cas- easy solution, and there's actually something else that they're doing instead, and that's the red herring. That's
1: the thing. I'm wondering if this is the most obvious red herring on Earth. Well, as someone who's a casual Star Trek fan and more of
4: a next-generation fan than anything else... It's probably not as in my face as it would be for you.
1: Well, it's not that. It's not something that's in your face. It's something about the production of the show. It's something they did very cleverly about the production of the show, which okay. points towards. You yeah. might, you might as well just tell okay. me at this point. In the original I, series, there was an episode called "The Trouble of Triple Trouble Tribbles," and in that episode, right, uh, no, that, that, right, there was a um, there was a Klingon agent. Who was disguised as a human? Because back in the day, Klingons looked like humans. They just had twirly mustaches. They weren't <laughs> works. Um, And he was. They put the Klingon in the suit. They shaved his mustache, and nobody knew until a triple walked by. So they introduced a new ep, a new um, cast member in episode four. His name is um, Ash Tyler. He was a prisoner of war who was who was rescued in episode four. Yeah, he four. was
4: the guy who kept it, like volunteering to get beaten.
1: Right now, yeah. do you remember the previous episode? where there's the annoying albino Klingon. You mean the guy who's like the torchbearer to Tuvok or whatever tu- no, not what tu- name What's his name? Is. It's like Tuvok. He, he spits a... Yeah. That, ah, uh, ah. Ah. All
4: right.
1: The last we see him, he's abandoned on the Shinzo for no, like Shinzo, seven yeah. seconds until um, the, the, the female who I think is the one wearing the Christmas tree outfit... Shows up and says, I'm bringing you back to the matriarchy, um, but you have to give something up to, to come back with me to the matriarchy. And he's like, what? I would have loved if he just looked down at his penis, and that's what they cut to black, but they didn't do that. Um, so we see him. He's going to – he. they have something he can do to get back in good graces or to get support or whatever the hell he's looking for. But he has to give something up, right? Right. And then that's the last we see him. And now in next week's episode, we meet um, Ash Tyler. Now, Ash Mm -hmm. Tyler is a a regular character. He's in the opening credits. The actor's in the opening credits. And Mm -hmm. the show's done a decent job of not introducing everyone in episode one. We meet the Discovery crew, most of them in episode, or at least the captain and some of the other people in episode three. And now we meet him in five. Now, here's the deal. The actor who plays Valk, who plays the albino Klingon, Mm -hmm. if you look him up on IMDb, he has never acted before. He has never done anything.
4: Well, you don't have to say other things, but then... you
1: can get away with that. He has never done anything before. Mm -hmm. I can't think of his name. If you look on IMDb, you'll see his name. Maybe
2: he's a Klingon language expert, and they just said, "Yeah, why not cast this guy?
1: (laughs) Now, here's the deal. The actor who plays (laughs) Ash Tyler... Whatever his the his name I'm terrible. Whatever his name is is his stage name, it's not his real name. His mm-hmm. real last name, coincidentally is the same last name as the vok actor. Okay. So the fan theory is Valk, the guy who plays vok and the guy who plays Ash Tyler are the same guy. Mm-hmm. Vok is Ash Tyler.
2: Okay. I don't know if you can actually get separate IMDB pages for different versions. That's,
1: I think, that's the theory what they did, because the other guy, no one ever heard of him before. They said, you need yeah, to give but... up everything. Now, all of a sudden, he shows, this guy no one's ever met before, shows up on a prison ship in the next episode... And is conveniently brought aboard the Federation ship that has the device that everyone's looking for. After the captain was conveniently kidnapped and put in the same cell with him, so that's the theory. The theory is it's the same actor with no makeup or no alien makeup, and he is now he is the Klingon who is now going to be brought onto the Discovery. Interesting. And it's because of the fact that it's clearly. A fake IMDb page, where the odds they would cast someone who's no one ever seen a picture of and has never acted before? It could happen, but I think you're probably right. Yeah. Well, that's why that would be clever if it was like the same episode, but they, they, they knew they couldn't keep that secret. Plus, there's something else about... Well, num- you would hope they would know that, at least. Well, there's something else about the number of episodes the Klingon was in versus the number of episodes that Ash Tyler was in, and why would one be in the credits and one not be in the credits, and why don't they have a picture of them together. Was, there's this whole spiel, but that was the thing I read, which I'm like, huh.
2: And in two episodes, they're going to meet and turn out to be completely... <laughs> they're going
1: you know, to be spooning. <laughs> they're going to have a love affair. That's going to be the deal. Um, <laughs>
4: Who the knows? first ever human Klingon lump of hair.
1: Oh, that's how you so, know Bob's new. So, <laughs> that's so how you fan, know Bob's
4: fan theories knew. aside, fan theories aside, yes. what, you, Ryan, the resident Star Trek expert fandom extraordinaire person, how do you feel about Star Trek Discovery?
1: I feel like it is written and produced by hardcore Star Trek fans. I think if they had to pick people to run this show. They couldn't have done better. I think the actors have been top-notch. I think that it lacks the soul of Star Trek, and I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if they're giving it no soul so that you can look at it 13 episodes in and say, wow, look how far they've come in 13 episodes. This is now Star Trek. Um, I... As a Star Trek nerd, I'm a little miffed because I feel like Star Trek fans are also... The the most hardcore ones are the ones that you can never please. So I feel Mm -hmm. like they ripped Enterprise a new one for violating continuity and canon and all this stuff. And those same people love Discovery, even though it's terrible at those same things. They... I think it's it's a factor of it's been 18 years... Well, how many years has it been? It's been 13 years, 12 years, and people just want it back. Um, so they're willing to yeah. overlook a lot, which pr- probably is a good thing. Um, I, I, um, I'm not in love with it by any stretch. I felt like in episode four, um, halfway through, I was ready to turn it off. And it got better hmm. by the end, but... Um, and we talked about this before. I'm I'm nostalgic. I, I loved mm-hmm. Star Trek every week because I watched it every week because I grew up with it. It was the same lighting guy. Sue had them on. It was this, literally the same lighting guy for like 18 years. <laughs> and, um, and we all complained at the time that the writing was stale and the producers needed to be changed over. And we even said, oh, God, we wish there was a way we could pay for our own Star Trek. We'd make it wonderful. It'd be great. I'd pay for this. Now they're saying, okay, good pay for it. We're like, we're not paying for this shit. So, it's, <laughs> you <laughs> literally cannot please them. and if You they cannot put, please you. And if they put it on CBS, Tilly couldn't swear, and it would have been cancelled by now. But, I mean, it is it is what it is, but, um...
4: Wait, okay, alright. Spoil- spoilers for the last of the most latest episode. Fuck. If she can do it, so can I. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Wait, Beep. It's like, let's just say fuck, just because we can. Well, they just she like, said fuck. It was a very, everyone it was like on screen, very third wall sort of thing.
1: Everyone on screen stopped and stared at her. Like, did she really just say that? And then they, they said it again. And they moved on. I love everyone, though, who's saying it's the first time they swore on Star Trek, because Data swore in 1994, but whatever. What did Data say? The ship was about to crash onto a planet, and they, they, you just cut to a close-up of Data. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said boobs two episodes later literally boobs boobs was it <laughs> boobs, <laughs> boobs. Mm, that's boobs. a big square that one that was about so i don't know I feel like...
4: the, the, chief, the chief engineer and the uh the doctor are
1: a thing what the hell was up in the last five minutes of the episode the last five well, seconds that... of the episode
4: i think that, okay isn't there this thing called the mirror universe in star trek yes I think that was a reference to that. Huh. He walked away from the mirror and then the the mirror reflection stayed. I, mean, I don't know how it works. I just, I just have heard a lot about a mirror universe. There is, there's, stuff. um
1: there's, a, there was one of the more popular episodes. The original was set in the mirror universe. And then um, deep space nine went back there three or four times. And then enterprise um, went there for two episodes. And, Jonathan Frake's inadvertently spoiled. Yeah, we're going there. Um, it
2: yeah. has nothing to do with actual mirrors. It's just a universe where the good people from the show you've yeah. been watching are actually the
1: mean people yeah. and vice versa. It's the mm-hmm. universe, yeah. And the way it was set up in the in Star Trek was in Captain Kirk's time, which is, we're in Captain Kirk's time, um, humans are like these horrible, horrible people, and then in the future they get overthrown and they're like the slaves. <laughs> so they're more decent later on, and like all the aliens are terrible. But um, yeah, at this point, and I'm, I'm thinking that's how they're going to keep like Captain Georgio on for another episode that will have Mirror Giorgio and you know all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, you know, what's weird about it? It's funny. Star Trek shows, except for Enterprise and the original, they've they last for seven years, right? And mm-hmm. The first episode begins with Captain Giorgio and um, Michael um, talking about how they've served together for seven years. And it's weird, but if, then you get a flashback to seven years before where she comes on the Shenzo for the first time and she's this very logical Vulcan raised person. Mm-hmm. And you could think of it like that flashback was the pilot. Where she comes out of the box as almost like Spock is is a, a pure Vulcan, and over seven years under this wonderful Captain Giorgio and, and and you know and the, this crew and and the, and the whole nine yards and, and seeking out new worlds and everything, she becomes the person that she is, and she begins to you know question her mother, so to speak. And and by the end of it, you know she's completed this full journey. You could picture the pilot actually being the, the finale that's the 7 years later and there is this big epic battle with the klingons and mm. if that were the case in the worst finale in star trek history beating enterprise for worst finale the ship gets destroyed the captain gets eaten and the first officer gets thrown in the brig for the rest of her life and scene <laughs> like that's how i felt like i would have rather have watched the Shen- like star trek shenzo than mm. star trek discovery that's like because it's like that's mm. just that seemed like the more star treky show it's like now we've got this Captain, who's a dick, who leaves comic relief on Klingon ships to die. And I don't know. Mean Captain yeah. Lucius Malfoy? Captain Lucius Malfoy. Luscious. Luscious Lucius. Like, I don't... Luscious <laughs> Lucius, there you go. Luscious Lucius. And it's like, it was the... Um, Tori from Battlestar played the security chief. And it's when you're rooting for the characters to get eaten... It's not good Star Trek. Like you, you don't want the, you, you're not supposed to want to do that. Okay.
2: I'm told some of the next generation characters were very dislikable to start with too, though. So.
1: Uh, badly written, but yeah, not bad people. <laughs> no, Troy. The first okay. episode, she's running around screaming great joy and happiness down the hallways. I mean, that was ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, and the writing was terrible. But it's like I, I just feel like they're bad people. And that's interesting. Because yeah, it's like,
2: and that's not people you want to watch. But people do.
1: People like. Let me ask you this, Bob. Because I never made it past mm-hmm. chapter three. Who is the nicest character on Game of Thrones? The nicest? Who is the who is the person on Game of Thrones you want to have a beer with? Because they're just a good guy. Or probably Ned Stark, who dies first? Okay. <laughs> Well, I would say Jon Snow is probably the best guy. Who's best still living? So we're in season seven. Right? John, John Snow Snow's still living. Jon Snow is the best guy, right? What is yeah, the and worst? He's still living somehow. What is the worst thing he has done in his life?
4: Um. Oh my. Uh. Recently, they were trying to do like some sort of like alliance with uh some queen, and he basically is like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm going to support this other queen." And ruined the whole entire peace treaty process. So he, he so basically, he's did, not like a bad person. Did like he, people he's die? Like, he's not. He's not He's not bad. Did he, did, they, did people die because of the peace
1: thing? No. Okay. Has well, in like, people
4: probably will. But. Has he
1: killed anyone? Raped anyone? Backed over no. anyone with the car? No. All right. No, he uh-huh. backed over somebody with the horse, though. Backed over someone. Uh, like that thing. Like. I feel like like there's there's people now who would watch shows who the nicest character on the show is a pretty lousy person. Like, I'm not that person. I have to like the characters. I can't watch shows with terrible people or, like, the, the lead characters, like, a, the serial killer. Like, I don't care about that. So I feel like that's... Star Trek should be inspiring us to be better. Like, this is probably, like, the lowest we've been as a people, like, in terms of leadership and, and, and self-identity. And it's like, I feel like Star Trek... Always has inspired people that everything's going to be okay as long as we're good to each other. And maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe that's what Michael Burnham's doing. And by the end of the first season, she'll whip everyone up. You saw that at the end of episode four, how she kind of, you know, um, brought Saru around to her side a little bit. Maybe that's what's mm-hmm. happening. But it's like, I just, I, I feel like they're just not good people yet. And it's and that's interesting. So uh, I'll, I'm going yeah. to stick with that. I'm like, the last episode kind of. And developing upswing, so I'm gonna keep.
4: It did, it did. I think, and I,
1: and I see your point.
4: Like, there's not like there's not a whole lot of optimism with Star Trek because it's like it's Star Trek set in a war universe. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's at war, so we can't we can't be like uh, we can't be positive. We can't be like whatever. And we have a we have a war captain. Mm-hmm. We have all be, with a main character who's pretty much batshit psycho. In the first, in the pilot and then is slowly like trying to like be won back over by the audience throughout you know the season.
1: I, I just I don't know. You I'm know what bothers sure. me too, plot wise? Michael Burnham did not start the war with the Klingons. No, and everyone's like, It's her fault. I'm like, how is it her fault? Like she tried like, to she tried to start a war with the Klingons. She failed. Yeah, she failed. And she like and the only Okay, did she start the war by killing the Klingon on the hull of the ship? Well, yes, but that's because, like, she tripped.
4: Yeah, and what? even then, it's like, what you, like she was being attacked.
1: And, like, you could say, like, because she sh- shot Skolmach, or whatever the hell his name was. Wah, wah, but wah, wah. that was, like, an, an instinctive thing, because he killed Georgia. Like, they're giving her way to, like, she's a, she's a mutineer, but she sucks at it. Because she didn't actually successfully mutiny. Yeah, she threatened to and got bonked over the head. And Captain Kirk did it like fifty That's times. It. You know what I think? That's going to be the impact of discovery. They're going to be like, you know what, these mutineers. Hmm, let's go easy on them because Captain Kirk does it fifty times and no one ever says anything.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, Cap, like, it's, it's clearly a setup to the cat, the, the original series. Like everything's supposed to like lead right up to the original series, but. Mm-hmm. I oh, know. I I know they're they're trying to get all the nostalgia of the original series, but I think they just just go to the they do their own thing.
1: Well the other thing too but, is um the orig- the seventeen oh one is in service at this time. And ca- and in the last episode um Saru calls up a list of famous Starfleet captains and it was Captain April who's the first captain of the Enterprise. It's Captain Pike who's the current captain of the Enterprise. Um it's Archer who is the captain from the show Enterprise. And yeah. it's Giorgio who got eaten by a Klingon because we hate women now.
4: <laughs> we, had to diverse, we had to diversify uh, our officership, you know, but then let's eat them all in the end. Can you
1: imagine them? Oh, our captain's a woman of color. Oh, that's so diverse. Yeah. <clears throat> she gets eaten by an orc in episode three. Like, <laughs> <this> guy, like <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, my. So oh. I'm, I'm hanging in there. Could be worse. Have you that. seen
4: it? Have you seen it, Sue?
1: No, I haven't. Okay. Spoilers.
4: Well, then how about we talk about the better Star Trek show that's on TV right oh, now?
1: Oh, this makes me so happy.
4: Guys, we I never thought I'd say this, but Seth MacFarlane's The Orville is probably my favorite show on TV right now. <laughs> wow. It's, it, it's like if feeding Peter out The Griffin, Flash. Well, The Flash just came back and his premiere was horrible, so oh, it's, okay. it wasn't hard to do. But guys, I'm I'm okay with Star Trek Discovery being the way it is because of the Orville, because everything I would want in an actual classic like, TNG show. And it's basically it even like it looks like TNG, it sounds like TNG. It's
1: like you know what the thing is though. It like it's so. Clearly, a rip-off. It's not even fun. Like the last episode I watched was directly ripped off from a Star Trek episode. That was the exact same plot they had. Like it well, wasn't well, even. Most of the episodes are. Uh, well, no, um, like the the one with um, with the little girl in the sex change operation. Star Trek hasn't done that. That was actually oh, yeah. one of the better episodes I've seen. The Star Trek has had two gay episodes and 800 episodes, and they were both terrible. And um, the pilot, like this, is pretty much that was the, the biggest ripoff yet. Do you feel like it's the, it it's so good because it so completely won the expectations game?
4: There's a lot of people who still hate the Orville.
1: Like, have you not seen the Orville yet? I haven't seen Sue anything. Sue can stand in for the audience. They're in their cars <laughs> right now thinking, what is the yeah. Orville, Bob? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> this one I've watched. Um, it's the show that Seth MacFarlane has gotten the green light to do on Fox, which are both kind of strikes against it, but then it turns out actually came together really well. And it's it's Star Trek that's not Star Trek. It's like,
1: it's, yeah, it's like Star Trek. It's meets, the galaxy um, quest of TV shows. Interesting. <laughs> well, no, it's it's the galaxy quest of TV shows, but it's also like if Captain Kirk made a fart joke. You know, yeah. in the middle of the battle with the Klingons or something. It's so like- far, my my least
2: favorite parts of it have been when they're try- trying too hard to be funny because then they fall back on the family guy humor. But mm-hmm. most of the time, it's actually a pretty good show.
1: Well, it's, it's, so I tuned in because Bob made me, but... The- I said, <laughs> I, think you're li-
4: I, said like, I, I think you'll like this, Ryan.
1: The preview, looked it looked like raunchy Star Trek. And the thing with Seth, Seth McFarland is I do not like him. Um, I watched... If you remember, remember Family Guy was out for like three years and it got canceled and then everyone bought the DVDs and they said, oh, it's selling so well, let's bring it back and it's still here. Um, I watched all... I bought the DVDs, I watched all the episodes on the DVDs and then the show came back and I watched like three episodes and I hated it so much I never watched it again. And I think I Uh burned the DVDs because it was so offensive. Um, So I'm not a big Seth MacFarlane fan, but... You watch this expecting raunchy, stupid Star Trek, and it comes across. It's you know, aside from the jokes and aside from everything, it's well thought out and it's substantive. And the characters go through real shit, and it's it it completely blows your mind expectationally wise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. I think and like- it
2: has that optimism that's yes. missing from the new yeah, movies and o- it's optimistic. the new sh- yeah. series. It's also kind of neat because the the original like premise of this is this guy Ed Mercer who's he's,
1: he's a captain he's the he's,
2: yeah. he's Ed. and he's like Ed, nobody wants you for this job, but we have too many ships, so here you can be a captain. <laughs> here, be a captain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, in the first scene of the first episode, Ed goes home, goes in his bedroom. His wife is boinking a blue alien. There's blue jello all over the white lamps and couch and stuff because he exploded or whatever. And then the it alien cuts.
0: did? Good well, heaven.
1: she's boinking him, and apparently that just, it's, he makes a line later. You try getting blue out of white. And um, he leaves his wife, and he gets this new ship, and no one thinks he can do anything. And then his new first officer arrives, and it's the ex-wife. It's, it's the ex-wife. ex-wife. So she's the first officer. Yes, guy. I just read it's been a year. Summary. Yeah, it's been a year. And Noku who actually sells the whole episode? If you're a Star Trek fan, she's Cassidy Yates from Deep Space Nine. If you're not, she um, was the captain on Castle, and she was um, Mrs. Sherry Palmer um, on the Doctor. Yeah, the Doctor is played by Jenny Johnson Gerald, who she plays the role. You could take her character and stick her in a Star Trek episode and not change a single thing about her character. She doesn't make raunchy Mm -hmm. jokes. She doesn't like. She's completely grounded.
4: The for the most characters. part, like not a lot of the characters make raunchy jokes.
1: I mean, well, no, it's like when you, certain, there's only one or two of them, and it, yeah. that's in there. But like when you go down like the list of the of the characters, like Ed Mercer could never be in Star Trek. Um, the 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 first officer, the the ex wife, like she's she's not. You couldn't just transplant her into Star Trek because like she's she has her moments as well. She's joking about the Monopoly board, and she's talking to the. Lieutenant, like he, you know, like they're just buddies in school, and she's not his commander, and so like, they, like there's that relaxation. Occasionally replicating. Who's tentacles. yeah? Who's the guy who? Um, who's the married guy who gave birth? Uh, Bordas? Bordas yeah, is that he's a very decent character, but you also couldn't put him in Star Trek. Like, he, he's, he, he's Worf. He's he's Worf. Yeah. But that's the he even, thing. he even speaks like Worf. He's Worf, but that's why you can't put him in Star Trek, because we already have a Worf. Like, he would look like the comic relief Worf. Uh, the, the alien who, I blank on the one who's too, um, she's too strong, she rips everything open.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, I forget her name. Yeah,
1: like, she, like, you couldn't put her in Star Trek. Like, the the, the machine is Data.
4: Who speaks like Data? Yeah,
1: you've got the Blobby guy who wants to ask out the like. You've got all these other characters. Like they're all slightly comic reliefy. There is nothing about the Doctor that you you could literally put her in Star Trek and say we have a new Doctor this week and she would do perfect at the role. And that she's there for me completely makes the show realistic and grounds the entire show just a little bit more. It would be fine without her. The second helmsman would do pretty well too. Oh, I don't think so. Like, in the last episode, do you think he, um... I'm, I'm on episode how many, four. Scott,
2: how many episodes are you in? I have partway through the most recent one, so I've seen four of them completely, you're and i am two-thirds through five. The
1: battle, when they're all on the um, the alien, uh, the, the huge alien, like, transport ship, they don't know they're on a ship, when they leave mm-hmm. to... Um, when Bordis takes command and they leave to fight the aliens, when he mm-hmm. wins, he, like, jumps up and he's, like, doing moves on the bridge, like... That wouldn't happen on Star Trek. <laughs> like that's. A, I could
4: see it working I though. I don't. I don't think it's supposed to be Star. Like I can No, I agree. The reality of the situation is is I don't know if you know this, but this was actually pitched to CBS to be an actual Star Trek show, but CBS is like, no, thank you. But Fox picked it up. <laughs> so this is like, and like literally, like Sue. This is why. This is what I told Ryan. I was like, you watch the first episode, and it's li- like the music is pretty much, like, you know, like, you know, when you, like, watch, like, like fan productions, how it's, like, just Mm -hmm. a slightly different, like, couple different tone, like, different, like, notes, but it's pretty much the same music. It's pretty much the same thing. Um,
2: It's beautiful, too. They really put a lot of the budget into the ships and planets and all of the the effects and that.
0: Well, I have to see if I can get... I looked it up, and I could see the trailer right now, but I didn't want to try to watch well, the trailer funny, and,
1: it's and talk it's at the same time. funny as shit. I'll quickly add this
4: in real fast. Well, the thing I find interesting about the humor, and when a lot of people feel that this show's biggest weakness is, is that it feels like with the, the tone is that because Seth MacFarlane is such a massive Star Trek fan, like, there's a lot of reverence paid to, like, the setting and the quote-unquote pseudo source material like never they're never like making fun of like star trek it's right. more like humor that could happen within the context of this setting right mm-hmm. it's and not it's like
1: still- galaxy quest but why we have the chompers it's
4: like yeah so it's just like <laughs> a lot of it, so a lot of it like there are moments that are like i'm watching star trek
2: mm-hmm.
4: but then there's like a fart joke so yeah. it's like if you
1: don't, it occasionally mind
2: the... throws you out of the show a little bit, but right, so it's, you can kind of pass that.
1: Well, they have but, other humor too to it too. Like in the first episode, um, who's the guy? the The redheaded pilot from ER. And uh, uh, remember, the, in the Gordon first episode, the boy, he, uh, Scott Grimes is the actor's yeah, name. Yep, you just yeah. need your own. Um... Court. Danielle's gonna be joining us. You just need your headphones. Um, in the first episode, um, Ed Mercer's recruiting his crew, so he goes to the holodeck to recruit um, to recruit this pilot. And the guy's doing like he's like doing the wharf thing where he's got the batlet and he's fighting the holographic alien. And he re- he introduces the holographic alien. Who he's programmed to be funny, and it's like picture like you know this orc in the background. It's like hi, it's so good to meet you. And he's and, and like <laughs> I got my own command. He's like oh that is wonderful, dude. I am so happy for you. Really best wish. And then like he chops yeah, his head hilarious. off. And he's fine. But it's like that there was no raunchy jokes there. It was just, it was just funny. It and was like, funny. That's
4: like the best joke of the whole series in my opinion so far. And
1: like you know it's like I don't, when Deep Space Nine and Voyager were on, we always compared them to each other. There's this tendency just to compare things to each other i'm comparing orville to, D- to discovery and i'm just plugging danielle in as i do it um it's like discovery is just so heavy and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know we like the, the they make a point of saying captain georgio is wonderful because she represents hope so but in the first episode we kill her and eat her and it's like, <laughs> I, and then you've got so much well, for hope. Yeah. You've got 16 minutes of the orcs and you've got the captain. They did a classic Trek episode about this alien called the Horda. And it was on this mining planet. And it was destroying all the mining equipment and it was killing the miners. And you find out by the end of the episode, it's sentient and it has babies and the, and the mining facility is killing their babies. And once we figure out what we're doing, we save the babies and the Horda helps us. And it just shows that even if you can't, you know, you don't judge something by its cover. The Horda is wonderful, it just looks scary. And that's the whole message of Star Trek. Don't judge things by its cover, right? Mm-hmm. Captain um, Lorca has a Horda in his torture chamber. When you go in the room where he's got all the aliens he's poking and prodding, he actually has a Horda in there. He's poking and prodding the, the, the symbolism of Star Trek. like it's, So that's why I love Ed Mercer, because his name is freaking Ed not Edward Mercer, <laughs> not Edward J. Mercer, Captain. He's Ed. Ed. He's Ed. Ed. And you know what? I
2: think we're he's new up a card, but you know, isn't there really a lot that of the time it, to it, do it feels kind of like a lower decks episode? Yes, because it's like uh, somebody else has had posted on the internet, but you know, most of Star Trek is like these are the best and brightest Starfleet has to offer, and it's like these are the. Well, they're okay. <laughs> you know.
0: So basically it's us as the horrors. I yes. understand.
4: Kind this of. This is us. A little bit. This is us. But with more, with more cannabis jokes and dick jokes and fart jokes.
2: But not I, always. Uh,
0: I saw not a always. little skit yesterday that was supposed to be a skit of Vox Machina. And they had Scanlan do a, a joke that I, uh, mm-hmm. I appreciated very much. And it's somewhat naughty, but not too bad. So I'm going to tell you this joke.
3: Okay. What's the
0: difference between a frog and a horny toad? What? The frog says, ribbit, ribbit. The horny toad says, rubbit, rubbit.
1: <laughs> wow. I was waiting for that. We don't even need to put the sound effect in. We have Bob doing it
4: live. Yeah, let's do it live. Um, <laughs> just live real, real, real quick. Uh, my, uh, critical Role. Have you guys seen the finale? Absolutely. Yep. Would you get without getting into spoilers? What, did you guys love it? Enjoy it?
2: Yeah, they did a really good job. It's it's a solid wrap up to the the five and, year campaign.
0: And the little part, do you do you know about the little part between Sam and Liam?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: basically, yeah. he was going to use his ninth level spell slot to cast wish.
0: Yeah, that was just amazing. That that like watching when you, that all happen was just amazing.
4: Yeah. Agreed. Okay. That that was storytelling at its finest, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, well. the only woman that can stand being married to Ryan. <laughs> Danielle's here, everybody. Danielle.
3: Danielle.
1: Greetings.
2: <laughs> she is
1: Thanks, See, so... Use
2: the same tagline long enough you get Ryan to do it. Alright, uh, <laughs> right, so we're
1: <laughs> catch Ryan himself. Let's catch Danielle up really fast. Real quick, Star Trek Discovery. What are you think about that whole thing? Uh
3: I don't like the Klingons. Okay, They're too much like orcs.
1: You mean you don't like... Oh, oh, oh.
3: <laughs> the tukufma. Like, tukufma. Well, the One of the... Um, yeah, well, we they're know. like the only review I've read of it. Makes such a good point that like... The... Um, <laughs> the Klingons that their prosthetics are so ridiculous that they can't even talk.
1: Like, so they sound ridiculous. So they sound
3: even stupider. Because they can't <laughs> like... You know... Right. They can't speak right because though their, their stupid makeup is too much. <laughs> so it's like I I don't know I don't like the Klingons at all. You mean you, you don't like
1: make Chronos great again? No,
3: which is a shame because on original Trek and like especially on Deep Space Nine, I love the Klingons. No, like no one liked I them love on original Trek, the yeah. Klingons. No, well I I should have specified on Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Um, they're one of my favorite races in Star Trek, just because even though. You know, even though they may be like a little too enthusiastic about fighting and war and whatever, but they, it was at least about honor. It was about something. So I could, I could appreciate it. And especially like I loved
1: when
3: Quark had to
1: go fight the Klingons. When Quark had to fight the Klingons, that was a good one. You know, so you least, know I appreciate it as much. Now they just can't kind of come across as much Now, now that's like...
3: just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's too much. It's, right. it's too much for Star Trek. For, for being in the genre that it's in, it's too much. Right. You know, if it was something in, I don't know, maybe if it was in Lord of the Rings, yeah, sure, because the orcs are vicious and they eat each other. But mm-hmm. like, in fairness Star- to
1: Captain Georgia, they were hungry.
3: I don't know; it's too much.
1: Well, as as and my where's
3: ra- the hair?
1: As my racist friend Kaz said balls. just this morning, why can't they just speak English? <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: Because people are tired of the Universal Translator thing actually
1: working. You know what?
3: Like, Worf could Episode rock a decent man bun.
1: Yeah. Because
3: he had that hair. He could. Mm-hmm. No, no, not so much. And then they have, like, all those blood-tipped, like, spikes
1: coming off They look like the Christmas tree. Yeah, off the, trip, you know and, that. Like, the thing we have just... in the attic that we put in the window yeah. for Christmas? It was weird. same thing. I told them the <laughs> Ash Tyler theory. Mm. Bob is unimpressed. I do I just, like
3: Michael Burnham, but I think they need to do more with her.
1: She's the only do character more with her
3: her character. Like, make her.
1: Well, I don't know. Well, hang on. They're they're she's the only one they're doing stuff with. What else do you want them to do?
3: Well, but she doesn't like. I don't know. It's basically like Michael wants to do something, is told no, she does it anyway.
1: That's basically yeah, but that's what all. Michael but does. that's in fairness, all of Star Trek. Yeah. You are forbidden to go to that planet. Do not go to that planet. You better not go into orbit. You better not beam down. You better beam down. Okay, fine. We're forbidden. Well. <laughs> like, that's all i Star
4: Starfleet's like that, that, that dad who only gets the kid on the weekends but doesn't have the, the heart to yeah. punish them.
1: Oh, and the thing mm-hmm. that kills me about all of this also, is... Also, do we
3: really all think that Starfleet is full of people only of Picard's caliber? caliber? I mean, come on. There has to be a ship... Of dum-dums. somewhere, and that's Mm
1: -hmm. you know the Orville. They they actually had that. uh, uh, I think they could. I
3: think they could be in Starfleet. They're just not, you know. No,
1: like they're not top of the class Starfleet. No, but like can you you picture Ed Mercer in Starfleet? Why not? No, like picture Captain Picard in a room at a Star Captain's meeting with Ed Mercer. That's awesome. Yeah, like the only
3: because
1: moment. then every every, <laughs> time, that, every time you
3: shoot to Picard, it would be a picture of Picard from that meme where he's got where he's his, head and his head in his head yeah. dusting. Yeah. that would be amazing.
2: Yeah, there would be silence. Ed it would, would make great. an awkward joke because yes. he's nervous, and then everybody else would be like, Ugh.
1: Yeah. Although, you know what? We, we 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 tend to put Star Trek on like the the pedestal, like in Star Trek insur- Insurrection during Honey, a battle." You during a yeah, battle, yeah. Riker called for the manual steering column, and the fucking joystick I mean, came out of the floor. Star Trek I mean,
3: is up. not perfect. It's far from it. I mean... Mm-hmm.
1: There, are, there are
2: definitely bad episodes.
1: Yes. That's the thing. There's and I, so and, I, and we're bitching about this, but we also bitched about Janeway
2: for eight years. And... Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of Riker, apparently Jonathan Frakes
1: directed an episode of The Orville, so there you go. He right.
3: did! Yes, he did. Roxane Dawson's seeing him, all over
1: these up. two. Roxy, watch for uh, B'Elanna Torres. Who, by the way, Bob was the product of a love affair between a Klingon and a human.
4: Okay, but then there's there's a lot there's a lot of star power in Norville. Like, but Theron was in an episode that oh, Ryan I hasn't think, watched. I yet. think we're,
3: we haven't seen that one.
4: Yeah, that, yeah that's
2: the, that's the one that uh, Jonathan Frakes directed. Oh, I thought five. he directed
3: an earlier one.
4: And then he, uh, he or is uh, he also, also, involved also in uh, Liam Neeson?
3: I know. Yes, we saw Liam. Eason. He's on understri-
1: like, what Jonathan Frakes accidentally spoiled. Um, a future episode of Enterprise, of, I'm sorry, but the hell's the Discovery. show right Discovery. And, um, So Bob he's directing
3: and, episodes of both?
1: Uh, yeah, and Bob and, or Robert Scar, one of them actually pointed out, it's the most obvious thing in the world, what was up at the end with the mirror? Yeah. The mirror universe.
3: Oh. Because
1: Jonathan Frank's spoiled that we're going to the mirror universe.
3: Oh no. That's just what we need.
1: Yeah. You know what they're going to have, I've there? Heard, I've heard a theory that the whole... I have heard the. Whole,
3: there's a theory that
2: the whole series... ...in the uh, oh. Mirror Universe. So,
3: can, can, can attack you? Attack. That could be fun.
2: I don't... You go to the Mirror Universe, and everybody's suddenly great people. They're all, all like, nice oh, in the... Oh. Opinion.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Ryan's like, I'm on to something... no, they... they no. Well,
3: basically, I, I think no it's, it's right just, you know... What's his face there? Um, I can't... I'm blanking on his name. Lorca? Lorca. The actor?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I...
3: Uh, oh. No? Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Can he just, like, not ever... Just not play a dick?
1: Well, the thing is, he's, like, the nicest guy in the world. I know. Apparently so, he is. He's, like, super nice. Why can he not... Why he don't can...
3: F- in that that other the
0: and he was awake. like oh
3: that's right yeah what
1: was the i have a friend watching that and
3: oh, well you know what apparently you, after that? the whole oscars thing or whatever he was like one of the only people to seriously call out sean spicer yeah like on his instagram he was like no we are not laughing at you mm-hmm. it's too soon mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> we will remember yeah. always i'm sorry Sue. what were you asking about awake
0: Oh, I oh, was asking if you had
3: ever actually seen it.
1: Yes, I, I, I did, and I actually just recommended it to a friend of mine the other day, and she's on it. She's finishing it. Tonight. So okay,
3: good point. He was good on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he. Well, this one he's doing like that slight, 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 um, Southern accent, which is weird. Board. You
3: were all mm-hmm. about him in, in the first or the second episode when he was like, Context is for kings. <laughs> you, like, backed it up to hear that
1: line again. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Context is for what? You just put a chair in your ready room. Bakari had a chair. Like, I don't know.
4: Uh,
1: <laughs> all right. So, very quickly, can we talk about Bob?
4: Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, I unfortunately personally only have about 13 minutes. Not to say you guys can't yeah. continue without me, but. Well,
0: let me. Uh, um, let me throw something out real fast since before you leave, since I have you and Danielle. I'm going to recommend a new book for you. It's John Green's new one, Turtles Down Under. Mm-hmm. Just because it has, and I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, uh, Star Wars fan fiction written into the book. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So
1: I want to hear more about like that. that. Why don't we cover that one when Bob leaves? Because I want to ask. That's fine, but I just that. wanted Bob to know it was there. All right, so I put a, a, a book on the the agenda: uh, the we Are Legion C- series by Dennis E. Taylor. Bob, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob and Danielle have read most of book one. Eighty-five oh, percent.
4: I have I, I have thirty minutes left to go in the audio. I mean,
1: I,
3: it's pretty impressive because as of as of 12 o'clock today, it was 55%. So I read 30% <laughs> between <nine laughs> noon and now, mm-hmm. which with
2: it's a two
3: like year old, is somewhat tough, but, um,
2: yeah, you know, yeah.
3: I'm almost at the I've end. Read the
2: whole thing of that first book. Anyway, I haven't gone mm-hmm. and found the next one, but so no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Either. What do you guys think? Yeah. It was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's an interesting concept.
3: I like, mm-hmm. I like Riker. <laughs> There's a surprise. There's a crossover like, for you. Uh... Well, again, I haven't finished, but uh, I like. Breaker from
4: I also haven't finished either, so I don't want to like go ahead and say like my final wording on things.
1: <laughs> you guys are close to I, each other.
4: I, well, I, well, I would say uh, the, the the one word and 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 please, Brian. I'm sorry. I know it's your recommendation, but my res- my response is it's kind of boring. Like, no that's
1: that's not, there, not there's fair. not
4: a whole lot going on like character wise and like because literally every character it's it, for the most part is the same character mm-hmm. and granted there's variations of the character
1: later on but for a majority of the book, it's like it's Bob. what I'm gonna recommend mm-hmm. for people listening to this um, the, the plot is I, 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 a geek named Bob gets hit by a car. And
0: oh, now sh- you spoiled short,
1: it. In chapter two, shortly after getting his his, his um, signing a contract to to have his um, head frozen after his death, and he wakes up a hundred years later when Earth is ruled by a theocracy, or most oh. of Earth is ruled by a theocracy, and they're using um, these um, brains as replicants, replicants mm-hmm. in interstellar probes. And the 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 plot of the the book and the and the trilogy of books. Is from this one dead guy from the present day, we, you know, have this replicant who is sent out into the universe, who is cloned, the clones are cloned, the clones are cloned, are cloned. And all of a sudden you have almost a civilization starting to be built up around, you know, this one bob. One bob. And how the over time they differ, how they differ from the original, how they differ from each other, what they decide to do with themselves, you know their their thoughts on the humanity that is that is still there, and 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 it's this whole thing. I would say it's almost like world building. It starts off. Mm-hmm. And I want to eat whatever anyone's eating right there because I'm actually hungry.
4: I was gonna say that sounds good. I'm hungry.
1: Um, <laughs> It's, everyone's quiet. Like, oh god, I want to talk now. <laughs> no when a cough drop. Not
0: at all.
1: <laughs> so, it, it, if you like world building, I think that that's kind of the, yeah. the focus of this. It you have to be slow. interested
2: in what they're doing rather than who they are,
1: right? And who they right. are comes but into I, it. I, too.
3: I do think who they are is somewhat of. They're not all the same. Obviously, they're all mm-hmm. Bob. They, they all they all come from Bob. They, they all from the same from source. I find like the interesting thing is. They all kind of, they all kind of like represent certain facets of his personality. So one of them was yeah. like much more morose than another one. Right. Like Arthur is, is like depressed and morose. Mm-hmm. He's always very negative. And then you have like, what was it? Mario that Mario. went off. Like, was like, see ya. Like, I'm out. Peace yeah, out. I don't one, I don't want to. You have one who,
1: who acts like Homer Simpson.
3: Homer is great. Mm-hmm. Riker. who's Riker. Much more serious than yeah. like Homer. Bill, Um, who's
1: like the workaholic. I like
3: Bill a lot, too. Bill's always doing something. The
2: most interesting bits, actually, are their opinions of each other. Mm -hmm. When they're seeing the other version from the outside, and you go, oh, okay. And you're like,
3: ooh, do I do that? Yeah, I guess I do that. And then their virtual realities are also all completely different, which is interesting, too, because they all, again, are taking something from whatever they're interested in, or like the one... Which one is it? Is it Linus? No, it's not Linus. Uh, One of them has a VR that looks like um, an old log cabin. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's like the log cabin I used to go to with my dad. Mm -hmm. So it's like they all Mm. drawing on something. Someone's living in like, um, what, like the rings around Saturn. Someone Mm -hmm. has set up like theirs to look like space. But they all have have
1: the the same cat. They all have... Yeah, they all have a cat. The butler who is John Cleaves.
4: Doesn't one of them have a dog?
3: Yeah, one, one of, of them does have a dog. Yeah, one of them has a dog. Yeah, so there's those little, um, variations. one of them made their guppy look like, um, Akbar. Right. Which I thought was good. Actually, that's Riker, isn't it? Because he says he couldn't, he couldn't,
1: I think a lot he makes them
3: him have. wear a Starfleet uniform because he that couldn't was, original um,
1: yeah.
3: yeah. Bob. Was so it original all, Bob?
1: All the guppies. Yeah. All yeah, guppies. that's right.
3: They all look like Yeah,
1: that, and that was the thing too. It's the Star Trek. And there was even a thing where, um, he puts in, Something about how now Star Trek is surviving two hundred years after the original series and that's a franchise man. Like is still around. He loves Mm -hmm. it. But um Some of
3: those little references. And the interesting
1: thing is if you stay with it by the time you're into book three, you know, you you have a clone of 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 a clone. How will that personality match original Bob now that it's been influenced by you know, however many generations in between. So it becomes an interesting idea. I'd say it's really, really, really heavy on um, on the science.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's definitely not like Star Trek. Some
3: of or, it's techno babbly. Yeah,
1: it's not like Star Trek. It's, it all makes sense. It's all true. It Star- does
3: all make sense. I
1: guess. love yes. how it's like, it's not Some like take us out of warp. Can't. It's like, yeah. I, I began to reduce speed, and within three years, I was at a full stop. I I'm guess. still
3: really not quite sure about the frame rate thing. I do not know how that works. Like, I okay. sped up my frame rate this percent, and therefore, I'm like, oh, I'm not following no, you know, like it. You're, I'm, not, I'm not following It's like
1: picture playing a computer game and saying, right. it's happening too fast, I'm going to slow it down to the slowest so I can have time. Right. You know, in the real world, and it's it's like one second, mm-hmm. two seconds, three you have time to do everything. Yeah, that's true. Versus um, doing it really fast yeah. to get there faster, but then... I like think a,
3: it's also like, I don't know where it goes in book two or three, but I think you can see it happening is how the technology is like can evolve to like mm-hmm. they, it might yeah. evolve in is ways they don't expect, they right. but it also might do things they don't expect. Like, like you said, by the time you get to like the clone of a clone of a clone of a clone, of a clone,
1: mm.
3: how is the programming working? Right. You know, and then you it, see like different
1: the original Bob, like some of the technology he had on his original heaven ship, um, was built for a certain purpose, and he realized he he needed weapons. Yeah. So he used them because there's another clone from Brazil, because apparently we hate Brazil now. Um, <laughs> so there's a, there's another probe. So what he uses is weapons he goes, huh? That wasn't designed for that, but that works. But works. So then it's the weapons he builds on top of that, you know, which originated to something that was that wasn't even a weapon, probably. So it's it's interesting how like the technology part of it advances yeah. too. It's
2: it's kind of like um, Ready Player One and those ones not not real they're not really similar plot wise at all but they mm-hmm. they reward you for being a,
1: a Western nerd of a yes. certain generation because you get <laughs> yeah. the references
3: yeah exactly <laughs> well
1: there's actually I I contacted the author a couple times in the second book there was a um, there was a scene it was, it was I don't know if, say it was like Riker. But it was, um, you know, where's Bill? Bill's at epsilon or Ridney, or yeah, it was, it, is he at epsilon? It would be Rydney? like Riker, and then and it, every chapter starts with the with the year, the character, and the and the location. It was like twenty two, whatever, Riker, epsilon, or Ridney, and it's it's a scene, you know, like say like on Earth or whatever, and I'm like. That's not epsilon to He's like, oh my god, I got so many details right, and I missed yeah, that I missed one. It so yeah. And It's like I, there was like one. You'll notice like there was one scene that um, I think it's near the end of. I think it's near the end of the first book. That it's one of those things where you walk into a room and they say there's eight people in the room, and then over the course of the scene, new characters are mentioned. So you're trying to figure out who all the eight people are, and then he names ten people because at some point in editing, he missed two. Yeah. So like, there's little stuff like that. So it's like you really have to pay attention. And even then, you might pick up a, like a quibble here or there. But that's the thing. It's like if you're bored by world building, or you're you need like. It,
4: I want to okay. I, I want to clarify. I mean, I'm not saying that the whole. It can I'm be boring. Not bored.
1: It can be boring. It can, it's that's not that's parts, not part parts that, not that is are, we're, we're Yeah,
4: I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm excited to finish the book. Mm-hmm. And I am interested in seeing where the second and third books go, but like, never at any point am I like, I never I've really been like at that point of no return, mm-hmm. like the, that I yeah. that I personally normally get in the Harry Potter books or in Ready Player One, where it's just like I have to finish this. I like the like the story, like the pacing of the story is like so intense, yeah. that I have to go through it. Never at any point like I just recently. I hope this isn't a spoiler, but. I, I the last part I just finished is when um, Riker and uh, and Homer go to Seoul and or go to Earth and essentially fight things. Spoilers. That's fine. Like that was like kind of like that was intense and it was cool, but like, it never was like oh my god I need to read.
3: Well, you know what it is too, Bob. Um, I think that goes. Along. I think it's just like his pace of writing. Yeah. There's never any. Um, there's never really any cliffhangers because, as like, you'll finish a paragraph where it'll say like, you know, to leave you thinking about what's going to happen, but then he starts off the very next paragraph by telling you exactly what happened. So like, there's no tension buildup because everything is resolved within a well, chapter. Well, then the
1: other thing too is like, there's a scene in one of them where there's an ambush, and it's like, you know, he accelerated to Mach two hundred and then began to, 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 you know. Loop around him over the course of the next 18 days. He just okay. like he
3: doesn't waste time with his writing, he's just It's no longer like, an ambush if it's
1: 18 happen. days later, you've you had time to come yeah. Like that's right. The, it, right, just the methodology of having a be in space and, and sticking to and the, with
3: them being what they are, right? You know, it, yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. There's nothing necessarily saying like, oh man, I have to find out if this is resolved because it's going to be resolved One
0: of
1: my favorite characters, is, and if you listen to the Audible, the Audible is absolutely fantastic.
4: Just- I've enjoyed the Audible, but can I make a quick note about the Audible? Yes, there are a lot of times I'm confused who's talking. Like, like when he starts getting into the clones and all the various other yeah. characters, like I have to actively be paying. Like sometimes I'll read listen to right. a book and like. Do it like while I'm doing something else. I felt like I had to be actively paying attention mm-hmm. to the story to know who was talking. Yeah, they say chapters.
1: they say that at the beginning of the chapter, but you, if you miss that, you lose it. And the good thing yeah. about it is that the the, the storylines kind of go in different enough directions that you can tell from the details which clone we're with. But the problem that you get to, and this would be a complaint I would have of probably the third one, as you get more and more clones.
2: There's more there's, to
1: keep in track And there's of. also less, to, like the thing is, you're saying Harry Potter, you know, okay, Harry Potter, Ron, Hermione, and Harry. Those are the people we're focusing on in the first one. Then you bring in the twins, then you bring in Mrs. Mm-hmm. Weasley. When you've got 27 clones, each of them gets, what, two chapters, three chapters? You can't get mm-hmm. fully invested in e- it. It's, even if it's incredibly well written, you're there. It's almost like a short story. So it's like you, there's mm-hmm. not that overall... Investment, except from like you know maybe someone like the like the original Bob or someone that you've been with longer over the run of a story, but that's yeah. where it kind of gets harder when you get more and more. Um, mm-hmm.
2: And keep introducing new things. Yeah, I actually found that when I was trying to do um, recordings of Harry Potter, it's like you get into book four and it's like, oh god, there's 40 people here now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do I come up with different voices for these
1: people? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's why it's good when all your characters are the exact same person. Yeah, I suppose. Variation.
1: Well, I love the, um, the comedic abilities of the narrator, because the, there's the one where he's on um, Delta Ridney, the original Bob, and he, in, the the Deltans refer to him as the Bob. The Bob. B-A- <laughs> B-A-W-B-E. I
3: think it's spelled B-A-W-B-E in yeah. the book, because I'm at
1: that part. What was the other thing we laughed at? You were reading it one day, and we had to find the... Was that there was like a bomb or something, or he said there was a nuke, something with a nuke in the, in Bob. Oh no, it's when they tell Bob that there's like a nuclear weapon hidden in underneath the floor or something. Yeah, and the noise the narrator makes. Like, um, yeah, I know, right? Right.
3: yeah, there's a nuke in the basement. Um, yeah.
4: So as much as I absolutely hate to do this, I have to unfortunately go. So I just want to I just want to wrap up personally by saying I enjoyed Bob. Or uh, we are Bob. I can't wait to finish it and actually like talk to you, I mean, like Brian. I'll probably message you when I finish it yeah. um, and uh, let you guys know what I think. But overall, I mean, I've been trying to cram it in in the past three days, so it's probably I, mean, I might like listen to it again and at a slower pace.
2: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, probably be worth that.
4: Yeah. yeah. So, but for the most part, I've enjoyed what I, I mean, I've enjoyed it. The pacing is not to my preference, but. But it's not. It's not been like. It hasn't been like something
1: I've disliked. Right. I disliked. I haven't enjoyed it. It's just very different. <laughs> that's the thing. It's different. I liked it because it was different. You don't find something this different. You know, out there, it's, it's not as common. But there are certainly limitations to, like, it, it's basically like The Sims. Just watching The Sims. At some point, you might want to watch something else, and that's fair. Yeah.
4: All right, guys. Thanks for having me. On.
1: Enjoy the rest of the show. Talk to you guys later. Talk to you later, Bob. Night, Bob. Bye. Bye, Bye. Alright, so I know Sue wants to talk about John Green.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Because you got here late and we did Discovery, we did Orville.
3: Oh, we just go, we got video real quick. Um uh,
0: figure this out. Ooh, there we go. Muting. Sorry, I couldn't figure out how to unmute me. <laughs> no?
1: There we go. Okay. So Sue, let's talk about John Green. John Green. The Turtle Down the Turtle's down under. Now, I know nothing about it, it other than it has Star Wars fan fiction inside the blog.
0: Star like. Wars fan fiction. It was it was amazingly written to my mind. It did have this one part though. <coughs> excuse me. It was so amazingly written that it kept throwing me out mm-hmm. because I would stop and go Oh my God, how does he write this stuff? How does he know to write this stuff?
1: Now, without spoiling me, because I do want to read it, is it something where, like, if I'm not a Star Wars fan, I'm not going to get a lot out of it? Or is it just...
0: No, that's just a periphery thing. Okay. It's just... It's... I, I hesitate to say this because I don't think it's... When... When you read like the cover that tells you what it's about, it says something like, you know, it's about this girl that's that's looking for this lost billionaire, and 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 it's kind of like a, um, is it Cooper, who's the guy that jumped out of the airplane over the Oregon over Oregon and they never saw him again? Oh, I don't know. I have no
1: idea. I live over here. Oh,
0: well, this guy hijacks the plane, got a whole bunch of money, and then jumped out and, and they never ever found him again and he's this big famous and there's always been this manhunt. And it's kind of got that feel to it okay at the very beginning because, you know, she's trying to find this missing billionaire.
1: Is there perhaps a female character with three names? Like Margot Rock uh, Biedemann? Uh, I don't know
0: how many names she has.
1: Alaska. But
0: she's, she's mentally ill. And the internal dialogues that this girl has with herself are just amazing. And I'm sure very true to life. If you have that sort of mental illness that you would be having with yourself. Yeah. And there were parts where I was just like, Oh my goodness. And there were parts where I just laughed out loud. The the handy kid stopped me and said, What are you laughing at? And I was like, this part in the book and I explained it to him cause I knew he'd never read it. And, and he laughed, you know, right. and it's just watching this person's mind go. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know. I just, it, I was amazing to me, but it did, you know, I stopped several times and just went, wow, how did he do this? So as much as I really liked it, it did throw me out of the book a little bit because I was just I kept stopping and going, Wow, this is really neat the way he put this part together and things like that. So I I do highly recommend it. Um, I recommended it to our mental health specialist at work today. Nice. I said, Hey, you have to read this story yeah. and tell me whether or not it really is kind of true. Or if you know he's just really good at writing and he just
3: BSed his you know his right. way through this, it made uh-huh. me believe him. I'm sure we'll hear about it from somebody. Oh yeah, if it's, oh, yeah, if it's people wrong, people on Twitter will get all P.O.'d about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, So, but I I liked it a lot.
1: Maybe my biology can like- write an essay on it and we'll find out. Oh,
2: Does it actually have anything to do with Australia
1: or turtles? No, I answer because you not sound like you're about so too much. Yeah, you found yeah, you sound like you're
0: like it's oh, all it, you just there's a the turtles are, are definitely in there. Okay. And it's not the turtles on the half shell type of turtles. <laughs> and it's it's almost something that you it it almost has a Doctor Who esque quality to the turtles.
2: Okay.
0: Um and it's also something that I have seen and should probably know more about, but can't pull out of my brain at the moment. Hmm. Um, I don't know so much about Australia that the down under has nothing to do with Australia. It has to
1: do with the turtles themselves. Okay. Well, I will put this on uh, my list just to figure out what the hell you're talking about. Cause <laughs> yeah. No, I,
0: yeah. I, I do really recommend it.
1: Um, I've had a few of those storylines come up. I read another book earlier this year that was about, um, it was like a fandom over like a Star Trekish type show. It wasn't Star Trek, but it was Star Trekish, And it was about um, two podcasters who covered that fandom. And um, the plot of the show was that the fans of the podcast were starting to write fan fiction about the podcasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the show. So there was, it was this whole inner fandom hmm. kind of thing. I know that's just the periphery, but sometimes it's interesting when you do something and then you read a book about the thing that you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The, uh, the, the fandom stuff was just kind of fun yeah. and I'm sure it was sort of a nod mm-hmm. um, and it was yeah, it's not it's not a ship I would normally go for I'll just say that
3: <laughs> oh
1: boy Okay. because mm-hmm. I've been like that and apparently my, my horizons have all been broadened so I've got the harmonians. Um, well and-
0: if if you've done if you've read this shit before, I would be
3: quite amazed and would love to hear about
0: it. Oh god,
1: that doesn't sound- I
3: don't think it's safe to say Ryan's never read Star Wars fan fiction. I haven't. Ever.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Well. He's never even read regular Star Wars fiction, so
1: I've seen mm-hmm. all the movies. No, I haven't. I haven't seen uh, No, but there are books too. You haven't seen all the movies. I haven't seen all the Star Wars Well, I
3: haven't seen all the new ones yet. I haven't no, seen all I the haven't.
1: Star Trek movies. I haven't seen Beyond. Mm-hmm. See,
3: I don't really like the whole reboot.
0: No, so. you No
1: know why it's bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did just recently read an Australian book, though, that was uh, quite good. That
1: yeah. You put that on um in on a my list. Sunburned country, and you liked um. I gave you one too. Um, you read. You're yes, all the map. You're in Australia, was... and you're in uh, Baghdad.
0: Yeah, that Baghdad's
1: but it's called Babylon's Ark, right? Babylon's Ark, the incre- well. I, yes. I looked at a friend of mine at work, and I'm like, I have two books. Which one do I want to read? She's like, What do you have? I'm like, Baghdad's Ark, the incredible wartime rescue of of the um, wartime rescue of the of the Baghdad Zoo. And she's like, What else? I'm like, What happened by Hillary Rodham Clinton? <laughs> she's like, Read the zoo. She's like, Which one sounds more depressing? I'm like, They're both about equal. The zoo one, it,
0: it was really good. I I enjoyed that. How bad uh, did you feel for the how time.
1: bad did you feel for the armadillo? The armadillo or the badger? Was it the badger who had his head like shoved into the into the hard earth because it was so petrified?
0: It was the badger. Was it the badger. Yeah. So it was the badger. Oh,
1: the armadillo was in the book I just read that one. No. Oh, fine. <laughs> I read Good Night Gorilla earlier today. Excuse me, I'm a little
3: confused. She's getting good with yeah. animal sounds, except when you say, what noise does the armadillo make? Silence. I'm like, well, to be fair, I have no idea what an
1: armadillo is. That's what an armadillo probably says. I don't know yes. what
3: they sound like well, she
1: It's cute that she doesn't guess. She just says, I'm not even going to dignify that question with a response. From. Yeah,
3: I know, right? <laughs> Usually the default is woof.
1: Woof. Woof. Yeah.
2: Woof. 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 Yeah, my uh, boss's daughter is uh, e- everything with four legs is a puppy right now. Yeah. I, <laughs>
1: well, that's what I mean. Ella's like, and I'm like, we have three cats. You don't think no, it's a cat? she knows.
3: She knows cats and dogs, but like, she thinks hyenas are dogs.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Which, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if you squint, they kind of look like a dog, that's but gorgeous. I don't know.
2: Although, actually, she was saying today that uh, uh, Josie had seen a Dalmatian in a book somewhere Recently, and thought it was a cow, so
0: you know. Oh, (laughs) that makes sense.
2: You can see that. Mm -hmm.
0: Mom went out last night to close down the stand and came home and said, We've got three raccoons next to the chicken coop, and she was all worried about it, but they went away, so not too bad. We're doing, uh, you, it's too bad you're not here, Danielle. She went out got out in the garden today after three days of my mother, my 72 or three year old mother and her same age friend just spent the last three days doing cement work around the pond. Oh, they geez. cemented paving stones. The two little old ladies <laughs> cemented paving stones in to make a new patio out back.
1: Oh my God, I can't believe it's- I forgot to, I'm sorry. I can't believe I forgot to ask Bob's not on fire. Is he? Bob's in California. The fires aren't your Bob.
2: Not as far I, as we know. I think you might have mentioned I so. that. I think he would
3: have yeah. said something.
1: Well we were rushed for time. He was at the on beginning.
0: fire. He was on fire last time we podcasted the same way I was. Okay. In fact the fires were closer to him then. so I'm not sure there's anything left to burn.
1: Bob's good. Okay. Back I'm sorry. I just realized oh my god, how rude of me not to ask about the fire. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 73-year-old mother paving stones.
0: Paving stones. So today they were just going to uh, stay in their jammies all day and not do any work, but my mother can't do that. So she went out and harvested in the garden. So of she did. Out at the farm stand today we have Hubbard squash, hmm. broccoli, cherry tomatoes, regular tomatoes, uh, zucchini, yellow squash, and it seems like there was something else.
1: Okay, now I'm hungry. Oh, I need to buy my candy bar. Melinda sent me a chapter of her fifth, and it made me hungry for candy because were were Dementors, so I wanted chocolate by the end of it. I'm, like,
0: oh. I'm so nice. bad. She sent me chapter
1: seven, I
0: don't know, a month ago, and I still haven't reviewed it. I need to do that.
1: I know. I'm at, uh, like, the 36% mark. Well, no, it is. I, I don't know what this is about me, but every time I finish a book and I have to pick up my next book, I'm people are going to call me, you know, bad names for saying this, but I'm, like, emotionally crippled when it comes to trying to... Pick, Pick the next, next book. Because I can't do it. Do I want to stay in the same series? Do I want to jump series? Do I want to try and read something new? Do I want to try and do a comedy to get out of the you know the eating of the captains? like, do I, what, yeah. what, what do I do with myself? And it takes me about seven hours. So, like, today I'm picking a new book, and I'm like, is this the book? Is this the right book at the right time? Should I go back to the other? So, I'm like, it's <laughs> the thing. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. I went... I finished The Turtles Down Under, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, i got to get a new story. I'm going to get that one that, you know, the war one with Martin Sheen. But there was the new Nora Roberts, which turned out to be an old Nora Roberts that I'd already read, but I have to finish it first. The Martin Sheen one's they
1: good. The Martin Sheen one's very good. It's a, um, it was originally, I think, meant to be seen. I think it was like a, uh, like a documentary that they turned into a, Mm-hmm. Into an audible because there's some points where I think you're clearly meant to be watching something. And I'm like, I'm, I can't say it.
0: Did, um, have you ever listened to the, uh, oh, what's it called? the Not autopilot, the Dead Pilot Society? No. Yeah. The um, podcast? No, I haven't listened. Where they, they take, um, Pilot shows that were bought by movie, or by TV stories. Oh, yeah.
1: It's like the... Yeah, it's autopilot. I think it was called, right? Autopilot. Yes, I did. Yeah, autopilot. And they review, like, the pilot.
0: No, 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 no. This is a different... It's dead dead pilots.
1: Mm-hmm. Hang on, I got the... Oh, of shows that, that never got picked up.
0: They're, yeah, they're shows that were bought by studios, but never got picked up. Okay. And some of them are really, really funny, and some of them are like, eh, I'm not sure. Yeah, Dead Pilot Society is what it's called. Okay. Huh. It's, a, it's a fun name. One of the blacker, acker people helps do that mm, one.
2: They're fun. I just started listening to those a couple of weeks ago, so I'm I'm way behind. They've been doing it mm-hmm. for years now, I think. <laughs> mm,
0: a year at least. The one with John Hodgman? is my favorite. I go back and listen to that one every once in
2: a while just because I think it's so good. So far I've only listened to Laurel and Holly I think it was, whatever the very first one was. Mm-hmm.
0: But... Yeah, John Hodgman's about the third one I think. Okay. Which It was a great premise. It was John Hodgman's childhood
3: mm-hmm.
0: and everybody in the pilot was going to be a child but he plays himself as an adult playing a child. Hmm. And so it, would, it was a fun premise, and I think it might have been a really neat, neat show. But
2: oh, yeah, it, so that's actually the next one that I haven't listened to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were from. Let's see, it says if you click on the thing. Uh, oh yeah, about a year. I guess it was uh, October 2016 was the next one I haven't listened to. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they were doing them maybe once a month. Just oh, kind of. Those two that I have listened to were yes. in September.
0: They they've yeah. stepped it up a bit. I think it's uh, it might be twice a month now.
2: That's not positive that's, about that's, that.
1: That's, but. We used to do them like twice a week. <laughs> now, like twice a month is horrifying to me.
0: I'm so <laughs> bad, guys. I'm just I'm just burned out on the editing. I I have this this podcast that really needs it. We only have three more podcasts and then we're, we're completely caught up and, and done. And I can't... I just can't get it done.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> if you want to pass me one, I can do some <laughs> editing. i make no guarantees to be quick
1: about it, but I will edit. I don't know if I can remember how to edit. <laughs> it's been so long. I,
0: I have... I've I started this one. I, I'm 30 minutes in. It was due out last Friday and no. I hadn't even started by Friday, so...
1: I've got one It'll that was be due- out
0: when I can get it.
1: I've got one that was due out seven years ago. Don't feel bad, buddy. Okay. I won't feel too bad. <laughs> How's that going for you? Uh, little bits and pieces.
0: Cat will <laughs> still chew your hair off if you give her a chance. All right. you and I can I offer
1: you a cough drop,
2: Dolores?
0: <laughs> I have one!
2: Oh,
1: man. Poor a, Sue. Poor Sue. And then
0: I have this crazy cat that wants me to pet him and then attacks me when I do.
1: I've got one of those. Kirby, the other day, jumped off my kitchen, like, I had my back to my kitchen island. He jumped off the island and landed on my back. Oh. <laughs> like, like, oh, my God.
0: I'm under attack. He's crazy. It's scary. Alex did that to me. I was in bed the other night, oh. and I was laying on my side. And he, I don't know where he jumped from, but he jumped and landed on my side and threw my back into spasm. I screamed out loud I and then I couldn't move. It was oh. just awful. <laughs>
2: and I was just. Oh, dear. Nah!
0: He's probably like, what? I got up the next morning and I could barely move and I got to the house and I tripped over a stupid nail. <laughs> One of the nails on the porch is sticking up just enough to have caught my foot. And I started swearing and everybody in the house ran out to make sure I was okay. And, oh, you know, it, was, it was not a pleasant thing.
1: Yeah, I got up in the middle of the night last night. Herbie's following me around, meowing, because he wanted to eat. I'm like, yeah, it's two in the morning. You'll eat when I tell you. <laughs> I went back to bed. But of course, he's then, like, attacking my feet and licking my hair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Cats, they're just so much fun. But are. Maggie's
0: doing really well. I'm so glad. Good.
1: So know. you think those pills helped then, huh?
0: I think the vitamin C we got her helped quite a bit, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, weren't even, like, the worst case estimate was, like, a couple months. Yeah, that- and it's been two months. And she's still doing and
0: well. She's, she's at 100%. Right. well, That's, That's good. That's
4: good.
0: And we've cut the the medicine way down. We stopped one of the antibiotics and the other antibiotic. I went in to get it the other day. And they're little pills, and they cut them into quarters for me. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I went in on Sunday to get it because I was supposed to pick it up Saturday, and I forgot And I opened it because the last time I went in, they forgot to cut them and I had to take them back. So I opened it and they're not pills, they're capsules. I'm like, how am I supposed to give her a fourth of this? This is powder. Right. Yeah. So I had already paid for it. So then we had to reverse the payment and they went in and they said, well, you can... The doctor says that you can just pour it on a plate and, you know, use a knife like cocaine oh, and, and divide it up. You know how it is. And then what? Put it in her food? And put it in her food, which she won't eat it if you do that. No, because it smells different. Or the other cat will eat it or, you know, whatever. Or put it in a syringe full of water and squirt it in her mouth. I was like, no. Or we can we can give you a prescription for a regular pharmacy and you can go get it there. And I said, let's do the regular pharmacy. Well, then the doctor came out and said, the regular pharmacy has these. They don't have tablets. They have these other pills, too. So now I have to get the knife out and try to figure out what a quarter of this pill is. Why did it? Scoop it into. It had tablets before? Yeah. She said, That's I don't know weird. why we have these. That's weird. She said, we get whatever's the cheapest. And apparently this is what, uh, what we're getting now. And I said, well, that's fine. I don't want to give her these pills anymore. Anyhow, so let's just stop them. And she won't let me do it. Oh, uh, But we have an appointment for next Tuesday. And hopefully I can get them to
3: cut the prednisone every yeah. other day. How is she about of this. taking medicine?
0: She doesn't like the pill. How, she do, you, does how okay do you do with, it? With, I have a pillar. A little, oh, it's yeah. It's a stretch no. thing. Yeah. And I just pop it in and then... But she's really good at spitting it out, even with that thing. Ugh! See, that's the worst. I just scruff her. Mom holds her at night, and Mm -hmm. I give her her medicine. But in the morning, I do it by myself. She can't. Mom can't do it. Mom. Yeah. She doesn't like making the cat do anything she doesn't want to do. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's not that hard, mom. And I just put her on the counter. And I put my hands behind, my fingers behind her ears and just hold her still and squirt the medicine in her mouth, and it's not a big deal.
3: Yeah, because we always or have just, such trouble like medicating the cats. <laughs> yeah,
0: yours are bigger, so it would be a little harder. I just my vet has shown me that if you pick them up by the scruff of their neck and put your hand underneath their butt, yeah, so that you're not just holding them by the scruff, it actually puts them in a semi catatonic state. Yeah. And you can pretty much do anything to them at that point.
3: I've heard that too, but it's like, we've, we've tried, well, we haven't actually picked up while scruffing. We've only scruffed like- On the ground. Absolutely. Like necessary. Um, I think we had to scruff Sammy once just to like get her to stop. So like, I think we had to give her eye drops and mm-hmm. um, it was the only way she would settle down. Cause she, she had like a couple eye infections that we had to just yeah. give her drops and- but, you know, they get they get freaked out, and they don't want to do anything that you want them to do. And Chuck, forget about it. We're lucky if we can ever get Chuck to take anything. Mm-hmm. We had to give him, <laughs> we were supposed to give him medicine once for, uh, I think it was for seven days twice a day. So, 14 doses. And he, he had diarrhea, so it was like anti-diarrheal. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Got, I got in seven doses, and after that, it was no good. Like, we had been using the pill pockets, and he and he was eating them. So it was great. And then he figured it out that there was a pill inside the pill pocket. And I'm like, well, I can't. I can't force this cat's mouth open. He will not let me. And Chuck is, at the time, was probably 18 pounds. I'm like, no, not working. So the doctor was like, well, did diarrhea stop? I said, yeah. Okay, he's fine. (laughs) Like, don't give up anymore. (laughs) Like, I can't. Like, I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why they can't make like chicken flavored medicine because of, you know, mix it in with their food.
0: Here's the thing. Next time, if that ever happens again, there's this great product that you can, I'm sure, find on Amazon and have them deliver it to your house. And it's freeze-dried powdered pumpkin. Hmm. And you mix the pumpkin in with their food and it solidifies the stool. And they love the taste.
3: We actually just used a tiny bit of canned pumpkin. Mm Yeah, and he loved it. Right. But, you know,
0: if you have canned pumpkin, then you have to figure out what to do with the rest of the can. This stuff's powdered. That's true. And it stays really, really well. Because when we first got Jack, he had a terrible time with his bowels. Yeah. And we had to give him pumpkin for two or three weeks.
3: Aww. And it was great. He loved it. Yeah, they do love it. Chuck Chuck loved it when we put pumpkin in his food. He went crazy. Uh-huh. But, um... Yeah, they really
0: like it. It's funny. I think they just know instinctively that it's really good for them. Yeah, maybe. Well,
3: Chuck just loves food.
1: He does.
0: There's that. So Alec can... has decided to go into the house more often, so he's getting a more variety of food.
1: I just asked Danielle if she wanted after the podcast ended to watch another Orville, and she literally looked at me like rolled her eyes like, "Oh God, I have to date you and Mom and my <laughs> Sure. <laughs> they say the magic is dead.
3: I need to watch Jane the Virgin. It was back on Friday, and I, I haven't watched it yet.
1: What are you doing I tomorrow? Love I love, love that show.
3: Well, now I need to finish Bob. I'm only fifteen percent away from the end. All
1: right, we're gonna go read for a few minutes. Oh, there you and go. Orville. I have to know. Yeah. I-
3: for real, though, I do like Riker a lot. Someone scoffed, but I like Riker.
1: That must have been my I mom. liked
3: Riker. I don't well. really know what happens to him yet, but I really liked Riker and, and Homer. They have a fun dynamic. Well, I'll say
1: this, too. The first mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. I, I remember where it ends. The thing with these books is, like, it just keeps going and going. It continues through.
3: But I also like Bob, the original Bob. Bob. The Ball.
1: Like
3: I
0: love is what Yeah. He's the it's one. a really interesting premise. Yeah.
1: Because he wonders, how am I different from real Bob? Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you think after a while of the of original Bob on, on Delta, Ridney is, is the original. Is, well, it's not. It's the guy we met for two chapters in the original.
3: My only criticism, honestly, is because because they froze his head, I only picture the Bobs as heads. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't picture them in their VRs with bodies at all. I picture them no. as heads.
1: So cats. that's
3: just weird. Well, and that's because, me. Because
1: they scanned his head and threw him because, away. Because,
3: exactly. So I'm like, well, yeah. Bob, clearly Bob is just a head in a box. Exactly. Like, that's all he is. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he's he's not movie. even that. He's just made a VR of himself. So
3: he can have a cat and he can drink coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. But. And, and the cat was totally Data's cat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that, um. They go into such efforts to make the the VR be realistic, and I can see why that is because it's you know trying to give them uh, Mm -hmm. something to interact with and something to do that feels like life again. But I I would be tempted to if I was ever in like a VR thing make make some things that are um, you know super realism or out out of realism and be like. Yes, I can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Why not?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Girl, yeah, you would live on. Live, oh, uh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Lugged>. <laughs> I unplugged.
1: I so everything's uh, going now. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, Scott's got a woman uh, over.
3: <laughs> or like, I would live in, I would live in Hogwarts or something. Yeah. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it's like, like that. Ready Player One. He hung out like with well, Player One. Well, wait, one,
0: but yeah, one, one yeah, of they had them, the
3: whole Star Wars. I thought Riker. When did... When is that coming out? Did make his thing look like a starship? 2018, right? One of them did.
1: Like, what was like the Ready Room? Yeah, Riker did. Yeah, Ready Room.
3: He takes the whole Star Trek thing very seriously because he, he also wears a Starfleet uniform. Well,
1: you yeah. will picture Colonel he seems Butterworth. To be the most serious one. Colonel Butterworth's like, let me get this straight. We survived the apocalypse and now I'm negotiating with William Riker like, yeah. in his Trek <laughs> yeah. uniform. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't have one He's like, boy. you
3: can call me uh, William or even Will. I'm <laughs>
1: like, yes. Yes, I can do that. Uh-huh. He's like, Colonel Butterworth had one of those accents that you think it cannot be real. Like.
3: I like that one of them is named Linus
1: too. Yeah. all right So, as I we think my off, favorite I, is Bill, who invented. I, do. I, I do. love I Bill. Like Bill's Bill. such a, a good. Too. I like Bill. I do. Uh, I have a suggestion for Danielle. Okay. When you picture the Bobs,
3: yeah,
1: I want you to picture Bobo. Oh. Picture Bob.
3: Bobo's head <laughs> in a box.
1: No, no, just all Bobo, like naked on a wee, whatever you, whatever you prefer. But just you can't picture. say that
3: about Bob. He's not here to defend himself. Uh,
1: he'd, he'd be fine with it, I but... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Multiple Bobs arguing with Bobs.
1: <laughs> oh, that's. It, it gets funny. As, as the sh- as it continues. In a world where there are too many Bobs. <laughs> 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 the Bob. You only read One it because it was must called Bob. The world Bob. entirely no. himself. Yeah. You know how I talk about being. Will a, it
3: drive him insane? When I get
1: emotionally like, disturbed and I don't know what book to read next, I was looking over my list of books and I'm like, I have a book called We Are Bob.
0: How can I not
1: read
0: this? How can I not do this? I did. I I I had a message pop up, so I I had to go look at it, and now now I'm on Facebook. Here is a question from an author friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I were to name one of the characters in my Japanese historical novel, novel, Kobayashi, would that be too nerdy or just nerdy enough?
1: Hmm. What well, depends what the last name is.
0: Is it Maru? <laughs> yeah. I don't believe it's going to be Maru. And I imagine that this Kobayashi is going to be a woman, seeing how it's uh,
1: it's the author of Rizuko. Can you um, like like can you do like first name Kobe, last name Ashi? Maybe.
2: I don't know. Probably not accurate for Japanese names, but possibly. Uh,
1: that's true. All right, so I think we should we should um, end this here because I want to go watch Orville. Danielle wants to finish her fifteen percent of her book, which she has to do before I can watch Orville. And my Twitter feed is filling up with apparently someone on like the Celtic something broke his ankle and it's very bad. Oh, ouch! And everyone who watched it on TV just went. Oh, ouch! Oh, ouch! Yeah. Not
0: good. Like they're all like
1: they're all literally hugging each other. Like, just the people who saw it are hugging each other, so that makes me sad. Mm. So there's mm.
0: that. Yeah, that just sounds sounds painful. Well, I have, have to go back. and have some dinner, and <clears throat> Tox Machina starts in 10 minutes. Yeah, so Scott's a, and
1: Scott's got a woman over, so um, we're going well, <laughs> to. Scott's going to watch Tox Machina as well. He does.
2: Yeah, probably. All
1: right, so I, th- I feel like if Bobo were here, he'd have something inspirational and, and, and meaningful to say, but he's not, and I don't remember how I used to do this, so on behalf of all of us at Point of View, Bi-Monthly, I'm Ryan.
3: Really? That's how you're going to play it? I'm Bob. (laughs) We are Bob.
1: We are Bob. We are all Bob. Bob. We are all
3: Bob. (laughs) We are Legion. We are Bob. (laughs) We are Legion. And we are
2: Bob. Good night, everybody. Good
3: night. i